Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of game, uh, beers anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket and six great flavors of slushies, too. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had. This is a great time to buy. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Oh, by the way, Penn State now has a basketball game. Did you know that? Yes, the yes. ACC Challenge game at Castle Coliseum against Virginia Tech on Tuesday, December 8th. So there you go. So that's one. Woohoo! Getting there. Sandy Barber and I, as you heard in the first half hour of the show, talked extensively about that last night. Sounds like it's the next week or so, maybe within 10 days, they'll have a schedule out. It hasn't been easy because of all the postponements, cancellations, how you want to travel, where you want to travel to, who wants to travel to your place. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Hayden Hurst, the former Raven, makes a play for the Falcons. Blitz coming. Falcons pick it up. The pass. Wow, what a catch by Hurst. Wow. That that made my back hurt. Wow, this guy, to be able to come, he's running up the scene. That ball might have. I'd like to see another look at that. That, Watch this. He's running up the seam, and to be able to turn around, the ball hits. It's just a matter of whether or not he had control of the ball. Yeah, man, that's uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman last night on Fox. Falcons avoid a fourth quarter swoon for one of the few times this year and won it. They're now two and six. Very quickly, here's how the week played out in college sports. Florida returned to practice on Monday. They are now getting ready for their next game against Missouri. Uh, one player tested positive in Cal men's basketball. They paused workouts. Bethune-Cookman, no sports. Marshall, Florida International postponed. North Texas, UTEP postponed. Oregon had positive test. Five players turned out they were all false positives. No problem. Wisconsin, Graham Mertz tested positive. Now they're at a point where they have 16, uh, nine staff members, seven players. They opted not to play. They Okay, the rules... They opted not to play. They did not go past the numbers that would knock them out. 
they opted to pause all team activities. Uh, let's see. Trevor Lawrence tested positive, but they're still playing BC. Gavit games and basketballs, we point out, won't have between Big Ten and Big East, but Big Ten ACC Challenge will happen in Penn State plays at Virginia Tech. So that's the week in sports. All right. So let's get to it now uh, with Brad Edwards from Game Day. Brad, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be back. Um, it's uh it's a it's a crazy week in college football. I'll tell you what, it's uh, your your game is the I believe is the only ranked versus ranked game. It um, is. If, yeah, yeah, and uh, and yet <laughs> elsewhere in your conference, there's yeah. so much going on that uh, it's uh, it's an interesting week nonetheless. We know what the Big Ten said back on July the ninth when they decided not to have non-conference games. They didn't announce the schedule then, but said back on July ninth. So what's your take on the Nebraska situation in the attempt to schedule Tennessee-Chattanooga? Well, I can't say that I'm surprised by it after what Nebraska had done over the summer. Um, you know, it, it it seems like just a desperation move. And I'm, I'm just tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and figure out what you have to gain from it. I guess for Scott Frost, it's just more reps. Yeah. for guys because you know in theory it, the game would be put together so quickly that you you wouldn't have time to game plan at all you know you're just going out there and yeah. playing an opponent that you don't really know a whole lot about and uh you know just uh, you're you're going to go out there and assume that you'll you'll win on talent uh but it is an opportunity to work on some things i mean i i, I guess that's the rationale for doing it it's not like you're going to make money off the game uh given the uh the, the situation with attendance, you know, ticket sales and all that. So I, I don't know. I don't know why it was yeah. such a big deal to throw it together, but uh, obviously uh, they've been quite frustrated for the last several months now with, uh, you know, the, the limitations that the Big Ten has placed mm-hmm. upon them as far as scheduling games. Yeah, because, Brad, it certainly seems like, and it doesn't mean it's a reality, but it certainly seems from the outside looking in, they've been in constant conflict with the Big Ten about how to go, yeah. go about business. Uh, no, my my reaction. I mean, when I when I saw that that story, and then of course it turns out to uh, you know have been have been shot down by the Big Ten, is that man? I, if Nebraska had another viable option for a conference to join, you know that where the money would be similar. It's, yeah. My impression is they would do it tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, I, they're so yeah. at odds with the Big Ten right now. But the but what what's obvious is that there is no other conference they could join that would give them close to the same amount of money. And, and given how much things have changed in college football in, in just a few years, I'm not sure that the that the the market for Nebraska would be what it was. Agreed. You know, like like would Nebraska be incredibly attractive to another conference right now? I, I don't think so. Only only on the attendance side of it. The attendance side yeah. of it, yes. Market-wise, knowing you and I know that, that markets drive a lot in all of this. What would your react? Now, Penn, the Big Ten has no room to operate here, so you've had some rescheduled games in the ACC, some rescheduled games in the SEC, but there can't be any with this schedule in the Big Ten. What was your reaction when you saw the situation at Wisconsin? Yeah, well, that, it wasn't surprising. I mean, from the from the time that. Uh, it started to leak out that Mertz had a positive test. Yeah, um, there's, there's always a good chance that there's more than one. 
And then uh, once that started to become evident that there was more than one, then you figure, okay, with the Big Ten's rules, you know, the 5%, 7.5% or whatever the numbers are exactly, like that's not a lot of margin for error there. No. I mean, there, there have been throughout this season in the other conferences – Many instances, I mean many, of teams going out and playing with numbers above the Big Ten threshold, and a lot of them winning with a depleted roster. They, you know, they they just went out and won anyway. Uh, and and the Big Ten will not allow its teams to do that. And so um, uh, it was it was interesting that Wisconsin is the team. Well, you know, I was going to say it was interesting. I guess it's not. I was going to say it's interesting that Wisconsin basically pulled the trigger on it without it quite getting to the level where the Big Ten would have made it automatic. Right. Uh, but when you consider they were down to their fourth quarterback, yeah. uh, you're looking at a really good chance you're going to lose, so why would you voluntarily go out and play if you had the option of calling it off with, you know, without a forfeit? So I, I, I guess it does make perfect sense. Right. Uh, I talked with Todd Blackledge yesterday. I know he's got the Alabama game this week. And I asked Todd, I said, I said, the games you've watched so far, usually early in the season, you know, and, uh, we're obviously up to week nine now, but early in the season, defenses can be ahead of offenses. And I said, why do you think we've seen so many points so far? So I'll pose that to you. Why do you think we've seen so many points so far in this unusual season? You know, what's interesting about that is that, um, I, to me, it's an SEC phenomenon. Okay. I, I don't really see it anywhere else. I mean, I know the score of your game last weekend ended up you know, thirty-six, thirty-five. Yeah, but but it was. But well, what was it with three minutes to go? Twenty-one, I mean, was, twenty-one, you know, it, twenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. I'm or was it? Was it that high? Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, I guess it was. It was twenty-one, yeah. twenty, because Penn State had to go in front on the touchdown pass to Dotson. Yeah, and so yeah, obviously the whole thing with the with the unintentional touchdown at the end, giving Indiana another possession, and then the overtime, and yeah, I mean, ended up. You know, it, it, it was not as high scoring of a game as, as it appeared on the scoreboard. Or I should say it wasn't as offensive of a game as it appeared on the scoreboard at the end. Right. Um, and, and the Big 12 last Saturday, uh, all 10 teams played. We have to remind ourselves there are 10 teams in the Big 12. <laughs> um, all 10 teams played. Only one of them hit 35 points. Oh, interesting. And, okay. and that was Kansas State against Kansas. Oh. I mean, against the, the arguably the worst Power 5 team out there. Yeah. Um, so, so scoring is down in the Big Twelve. I mean, this is this is this is not what we're used to seeing out of them. And uh, SEC is the one place it's up, and I think it's because the, the the style of offense that had really caught on a lot of other places in the country has finally caught on in the conference that really is stacked at the receiver position. Yeah. You know. And they've got they got so much talent at wide out, and a lot of them have a quarterback now that can operate these offenses. And you've got uh, coordinators who are calling the game aggressively, on top of having a good scheme. You know, LSU last year, I, I figured that that was going to revolutionize the, the conference because they went from mediocre to outstanding just in the blink of an eye right. offensively and part of it was you know that, that Joe Burrow and his receivers were that good but it, they were out there the year before and you didn't see that and and I, I think one of the the big adjustments they made was they got the fullback the heck off the field right. and they put an extra receiver out there and, yep. and what do you know you're more dangerous with it with a wide out than you are with a fullback yep and um and and, and I think that's just where we are with football today and and if you have an elite quarterback 
and he has good talent to throw to, it's just so difficult for defenses. And and we're seeing that over and over and over. And and, and I really think that's why. And I, I don't know if and, and you're you're about to see it firsthand on Saturday night. And I'm I'm not trying to, you know, get your uh, get your listeners depressed. Um, and and look, they they have played Ohio State really well the last four years. And so I'm not I'm not suggesting by any stretch they have no chance here. But when I look at Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson, the level at which those schools have been recruiting for a long time, and for them to, on top of that, now have the best quarterbacks, it really is unfair. And that's why, to me, unlike any any conference, unlike any season I can remember since I've been alive, um, it feels like those teams are untouchable, except by each other. You know, yeah. and and so uh, I wish you the best on Saturday night, <laughs> but I think I, I think that they're going to have to play as well as they can possibly play in a lot of areas to hang in there because um, when you've got that quarterback and those receivers out there, it's just it's just really really tough for anybody to slow down. And I watched uh, watched watched a lot of video, uh, you know, because I have to get ready for my broadcast on Saturday night. I watched a lot of video of Ohio State this week from their Nebraska game because you want to see what they have currently. And he's throwing into wide-open windows in that game, and he threw the ball yep. be- beautifully. But you know what? Here's what they don't have, right? And I say this with all due respect. Mac Jones has Najee Harris. Tre- Trevor Lawrence has Travis Etienne. They don't have that in that backfield. They, they don't. Have, they have good backs. They have good backs in Master Teague and Trey Sermon, but not great ones. That's how I looked at it, Brad. Well, it, there, there is a noticeable drop off from Dobbins the last few years to, to what I saw last Saturday. Dobbins, big time and, player. And, yeah, and and to be honest, um, the only area of their team that I was really impressed with uh, was the quarterback and the receivers. Yeah, I, I thought Nebraska held its own on the lines of scrimmage. I agree. And, and and look, if there's one thing that Penn State, you know, having watched what they did on Saturday and watched what Ohio State did, one thing that they can feel confident in, and I, I don't know if it's a false sense of confidence, but based on what we saw, there's no reason to think that they won't be capable of getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback right. because Nebraska was able to do it. And that, to me, appears to be the strength of Penn State's team is the ability to pressure the quarterback. So. The problem with Justin Fields, though, as you know, <laughs> you can't just put pressure on him. You've got to get him to the ground. Yeah. Because if, if you just simply put pressure on him and flush him out of the pocket, you're just going to allow them to make a big play in another way. I mean, just look, look at what happened with, with Penix uh, with the two two-point conversions. Right. I mean, they got pressure on him. But if, you, but if you don't wrap him up and make the play, he's going to end up making something. And, and of course, Justin Fields is, is better. So... Um, that's that's the challenge. Is you you got to get there in the backfield and you got to bring him to the ground. And if you know if you can do that, then you know maybe they can limit them offensively the way they did last year. Um, only team that held them under thirty last year. So uh, I, I like I said, I can't I can't say that they have no shot. But man, you you got to do everything right. You can't go out there and, and give them anything, that's for sure. Yeah, you have to check a lot of boxes to do it. But I'll say this, though, Brad, and one, one last part of this. I think a lot of teams play Ohio State, and they hope they can hang with them or hope they can win. Penn State at least knows they can win against them. I mean, you know, these you know, they have players on this team that played in those games. I mean, and yep. and so they, that's a big difference between hoping and knowing. 
and uh, we'll see if it pays off. We'll find out Saturday night. Yeah, and I, I think that's a difference between, you know, say pretty much any team Clemson plays in the ACC. That's right. Because those guys, I mean, the exception like North Carolina last year. I mean, those guys have just been blown out by this team year after year after year. That's right. And it's 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 what we used to refer to as a helmet game, where you know they see the helmet and they automatically freeze <laughs> up right. because they just they know bad things are going to happen. <laughs> that's a that's a great one. I like that one, Brad. Always a pleasure. Uh, great talking football with you anytime. You're just one of the best. Well, thank you, Steve. I look forward to watching this game on Saturday night, and I appreciate you having me on. Brad Edwards from ESPN Game Day. The king of the next half hour with plenty of picks. Lots of picks. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Chickalimia at Midwest coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, 6.30, the airtime with Kevo and the Chief. And uh, what this this should be it, right? This is the last game? It may be, um, but if Mifflinburg loses to Jersey Shore tonight, which is the other uh, District 4, 4A semifinal winner would play the Seals Grove Shabokin winner, then Chickalimia would play Mifflinburg next week, and that would be the last game of the year as far as I'm aware. So oh, we'll so see. they do have another game. So they do possibly have game. as long as Mifflinburg right. loses. No, no. So they do have another game. <laughs> All right, so yes. we'll see. Yeah, likely, but we'll we'll see. So oh, I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, extend the season to Easter. All right, I'm slow today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know you're a little thrown off here because you're going to go to Montoursville tomorrow night. Yes. I got that. I understand. You're a little kind of hanging in there a little bit. I'll still be don't listening, worry. though. Well, no, it'll double the range. Maybe you get the big guy to listen. <laughs> I'll try. I'll be far I've back, but him. I'll try. I've met him. Yes, that's right. So, so. all right. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Penn State, Ohio State, and again, that's my point. My point is, you know, and let you know, and when Ohio State plays, for example, a Clemson or an Alabama or you know, whomever, LSU, look, those teams don't go in hoping they can beat Ohio State. They know they can. And it's just a question of whether they can execute. Everybody in the Big Ten, even Wisconsin, yes, even Michigan. All hope they can beat Ohio State. They go into the game, hey, if we do this, this, I, you, know, you know what? I think we can do it. Penn State goes in knowing talent-wise, they go toe-to-toe. They know they can beat them. It's a question whether they can execute it properly to beat them. So that's a big difference. Believe me, that's a big difference. Hope always relies on them having to, you know, if, you know, we do this right, this right, this right, and they make a couple mistakes. Instead, the team that knows they can win tries to seize it because they're confident enough to do it. That's a big difference. That's why I tried to point that out to Brad. Yeah, you know, and he understood where I was coming from. I mean, you can't play 
as as tight as these games have been the last four years, you obviously know you can go toe-to-toe in the center of the ring with them. No Jesse Luquette in the first half. As uh, James Franklin said last night, Lance Dixon will get the call and be the starter in the first half of tomorrow night's game. At linebacker, it'll be his first career start. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Import domestics, microbrews, best selection to beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And six great flavors of slushies at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, how can you possibly make the Ben DiNucci start for Dallas, the first of his career, more palatable to watch? Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, and the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills, indeed second to none, and six great flavors of slushies all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the king. Hey, what up? I got good news and bad news. Okay. Okay. Matt, what do you want to hear first? Let's go with the, let's go with the bad news first. Okay. I got three wrong in our poll last week. Okay. That is I correct. I was five and three. Yes, you That's and I went five news. and three. The good news is in the big money pool, I only got three wrong. Won 145 bucks last week. Boom. Won the big there, pool. No. There you go. I'm That's good work. It. Good work on your part. That's awesome. Oh, it's, a tough, it's tough. It's called a confidence points where you pick the games, but you got to write down that, like, if there's, four, like there's 14 games. So you... If I pick um, Kansas City to beat the Jets, I am totally confident they're going to beat the Jets. I put 14 points on that game. Right fact, several the, several of the Jets agree with you. If you're not sure you. about a game, you give it one point. <laughs> so it's like it, it's it, it's not necessarily how many you get right. It's the ones you get wrong, how many points you put on it. And then that's how you win. Several I won of the, this uh, thing three years ago. I won the whole thing. Yeah. Several of the Jets, by the way, agree with you, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Helmer, you know, have you ever met Helmer? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, he owns the mill in there. Yeah, it was at Mom yeah. and Dad. Yep. Both of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, he owns just, Matt, he owns, like, Eight restaurants here. He's I see. very. He's one of my best friends. He's a, just wonderful to me. We were installing um, guard shields on the boots in one of his restaurants today, and uh, he came in about an hour ago. He said somebody at the restaurant tested positive for corona. 
he's just like contact tracing. He said, you know, you guys were there. He's got to close the restaurant down. So, yeah. yeah, boy. Yeah, we're and you guys can't come to uh, Connecticut. You're on our list. <laughs> our company oh. is so weird. You're on a list that if you come here, if you want to come home, Steve, you got to quarantine for two weeks before you can come in. Well, change your plans. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> guy's so weird. So Connecticut's up to 6.1%. Oh, man. That's where we're at. Tough game last week, huh? Yeah, very tough. So You, know, you can't win a game when... You are commit ten penalties, turn the ball over three times, and miss two field goals. Absolutely. That just that that just opens the door to it. And for James, well, Franklin, and then you read these stupid reporters blaming, you know, saying that okay, the kid should have taken a knee. All right, but you still had an eight point lead, and you tell your defense, look, you can't let them score two touchdowns in the next minute thirty. Yeah, and if he can't stop him, then that that's not the coach's fault. I don't know. I just, God, I was mad. I was just, but hopefully okay. they turn it around. They can beat Ohio State. Well, they match up with them. They start yeah. with that. They do match up with them. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big part of it. So I mean, look, I, I always go into games, and that's. You know, I think about these things. You know that uh, they how they match up with a team, and I think that's really important. Something nobody ever talks about. I mean, I mean, well, but people who know the... anything about it do. So. Yeah, right. Well, know, there's I'm, certain yeah. teams like the Patriots never matched up well with the Miami Dolphins for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> it's always one yeah. of their toughest games of the year. Well. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, and yeah. it's, you know, and it's amazing how Team A. Can beat Team B. Team B beats Team C, but C beats A. You're like, well, how can that be? Because they because of the matchup. Absolutely, there's wars not on that line. When there's you know, some guys can't cover guys. You know, no matter who, I forgot. Uh, you'll hear pitchers say, "Who's the toughest guy you ever had to face?" You know, and it's some obscure guy that you just never heard of. He says, "I could never get that guy out. <laughs> he always hit me." You know, right? So. Um, who's the Who's the third baseman for the Yankees? Um, really obscure. Uh, Scott Brocious? No, 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 not Brocious. Uh um, But he could face. Pedro Martinez, and no matter what, he couldn't hit against anybody else, but he could hit Pedro Martinez. It's that amazing. was Brocious, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Brocious. Uh, it was it was a player. I want to say Perez Diaz, something. I but yeah, I'm not that, sure. Um, but this this player was a, one of those guys that. Okay, you know, um he's on the roster. Yeah. Boy, he go he go against Pedro Martinez and you'd be like, Okay, I don't get this. Why can't he get this guy out? And he can't. Yeah. Some guy it's just the matchup. Whatever reason. He sees the ball well off of him, who knows? Or vice versa, a pitcher who can constantly get a good hitter out, you know. Yeah. 
Amazing. And there's something about his movement, something that just doesn't fit right with the guy. But yeah. hey, what do you guys think about uh, Brady and um, Belichick? It's getting to be quite the quite the talk in Boston. That how how really good was Belichick? Was it Brady the whole time? And if you look at the big picture, all the coaches who coached under Belichick who moved on, none of them succeeded. You know? And you wonder how much Brady made them who they are as coaches. And then when they actually remember Charlie Weiss and, you oh, know. Boy. Joe did not like Charlie Weiss. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> I can I'm just tell you, saying, you can, no one's you know, terms. Carnell, what's his name? Uh, Romeo Cornell. Yep. Romeo, he had no success. Uh, the guy with Detroit, he's just waiting to fire him. Matt now, Patricia, your buddy at Houston, he did pretty well, but yep, um, he did wonderful at Penn State. Yeah, he actually did the best, I think. Yeah, I don't know how long uh, Grable coached under the Patriots. I well, think Grable, he yeah, pretty quick. Well, yeah. he actually did most of his work with uh, Bill down in Houston. Okay, and in fact, so, in fact, they almost brought him in here uh, when Bill really? took. If if he, if, Ra- if, huh? if yeah. Bill had stayed, I think he was hiring Vrabel to be here. Uh, every time the current offensive coordinators left the Patriots, like he went to Denver, he went to, hey, he failed. You know, he failed, with the, but he comes back to Brady, and he's a mastermind. You know, you start to wonder if it's is Brady that good. You know, because well, he's he's it, having an well, MVP season, and the Patriots let him go. They said it was finished. You know, well, you didn't give him any players to play with. You know. While it is a fun debate, right, and it's an interesting talk show debate, to be honest with you, they both worked really well through it. Belichick's strengths made the Patriots better, and Brady's strengths made the Patriots better. And well, so I'll tell each you one what, brought each one brought strengths fan. to the table. We won two Super Bowls against the Patriots. Both those games with two minutes left, Brady brought them down and took the lead. That Belichick's defense couldn't keep the Giants out of the end zone, or Brady would have eight Super Bowls. Oh, and that's a fact. And wasn't Brady's fault they didn't win. But I, I'm never been sold on Belichick, and I always felt that without Brady, would he win? Well, you know? he won. He, he won two Super Bowls with the Giants as the defensive coordinator. So he's yeah. had a hand in other Super Bowls. But that was for ourselves. Yeah. But, but he yeah, also he ran the defense. Defensive coordinator, there. yeah. But he wasn't the head coach. And, he did and nothing in Cleveland. And he, he did Lawrence nothing Taylor. with the Patriots before Brady got there. And now he doesn't have a team. He's the general manager of the team. He picks the players. They don't have any players. They're blaming Cam Newton. He's got nobody to throw it to. Well, now you let a quarterback go who is arguably he was the offensive player of the month. You let him go. (laughs) Why would you let it? He wasn't done. You just didn't give him anybody to play with. 
Well, I want to point out, though, that the Cowboys have Ben DiNucci. We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> here, as one of the, as the only person here who actually broadcast a Ben DiNucci game here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. All right, here we go. Pick time. Great way to finish the week. Always. All right, so let's start with New Orleans at Chicago at 425 on Sunday. King, who do you got? I got New Orleans. Steve? I Again, I stand by what I said about the Bears the other day. I said the first team to 13 would win, and I knew it wouldn't be the Bears, New Orleans. <laughs> I'm going with New Orleans, too. Still no Michael Thomas, but the defense can make some plays and still slow down the Bears if they look dismal last week. So, yeah, I got New Orleans, too. Next game, also a 4 o'clock game, NFC West battle. San Francisco at Seattle coming up the loss to Arizona, which King got last week. Steve, who do you have? right the king did pick that last week i am still going to take seattle me too i think the seahawks bounce back king yeah i think they bounce back uh, the seattle uh, san francisco i mean they played the patriots who stink and arizona <laughs> i love them to death because they won me 145 dollars yeah there you <laughs> there go. You go. i won the other fool i'm the only one who took them <laughs> so. all right Sunday night football. Dallas Cowboys with Ben DiNucci facing Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles at the link. King. Yeah, Philadelphia's going to beat him to death. <laughs> uh, Steve. Craig Morton wasn't available. <laughs> he was. E- he got caught. He didn't make it. Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> I think the Eagles win. I don't know if they crush them. I'm not ready to say that oh, yet. They but will destroy this team. I think they win by two scores. I say that. Like I said yesterday, 27-16, Birds. They will destroy. You're just so cautious that your team. You're in the fetal position. I got it. <laughs> That's true. I can't. They haven't done enough for me to say that they're that they're going to beat the crap out of some team. I don't care how bad they are. But anyway, I got the Eagles by two scores. Then. One of the premier games of the week. Battle for first place in the AFC North yet again for the Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore. King. I I saw Baltimore play Kansas City and was not impressed. Pittsburgh, I've seen them a couple times. Man, they're good. That defensive line is brutal. I got Pittsburgh. I got the Steelers as well to go to 7-0. Steve. Uh, the two teams have combined to win 11 games this year. When the season is over, the teams in the NFC East won't combine for 11 wins. <laughs> I'm going to. The, I'm going. I'm going with Pittsburgh. All right, the Cowboys and Eagles are fighting for first place. That's right. Uh, 
Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And Ben Bendenuch is the key. <laughs> 2020, let me tell you. All right, you well, got Pittsburgh, Steve? Yes. Yeah. All of our picks so far through the NFL are clean sweeps for all of us. So well, I'm never going to catch up if I do that. So. There we go. Yeah. College now. Texas. Fresh off the win at Baylor. At number six, Oklahoma State with the win over Iowa State last week that King and I got. Steve, what do you think here? Uh, Texas. Ooh. Ooh. I got Oklahoma State. King. I got Oak State also. All right. Boy, that's pretty blanky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have fun. There you go. All right. Next one. Navy and number 22 SMU. King. I got Navy. Really? Yeah, I right. like Navy. I think Navy. I'm stays. feeling like because of the election and everything going on, I'm feeling patriotic. And then Navy. You, to me, Navy needs way more than that. I think they stink out loud. SMU, big, Steve. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with Smoo. Smoo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, military academy in action this weekend. Air Force hosting number 25 Boise State. Big Mountain West showdown. King. Boise State. I lost my patriotism. <laughs> Steve? I'm up. What, Coast Guard's not playing? Uh, all right. So. Uh, they got the virus. They threw closer football program. One of the greatest players ever, Otto Graham, was actually the head coach at Coast Guard at one point when we were kids. Yep. Uh, Boise. I got Boise too big in this one. And finally, number 23, Iowa State at Kansas. Steve. Kansas? Kansas can't even beat Shickle on me. What the heck? <laughs> Jack and I are watching that game last week, the Kansas State-Kansas game. I got to give Kansas credit. They're awful. <laughs> wow. All right, who, well, I know who you're picking, then. Who, who are they playing? <laughs> Iowa State. Iowa State will route the. This is going to be a five touchdown game. In fact, in fact, we should make it intriguing. Who's the closest on the margin? <laughs> I think all these games are going to be blowouts. To be honest with you, I got ISU big. Oh, too. now, now the Eagles are blowing teams out. Oh, I'm talking wait. college, college. Before you're all there walking the balance beam. <laughs> all these college games that we've got here. I got are my be hand blowouts. up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I change my San Francisco-Seattle pick? Is it too late? I'll be no, nice. The show's sure. not over. show's yeah. not over. You well, want well, San Fran I, we all got the same game. So I'm going to I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm going to take San Francisco. Okay. And I'm petrified that I didn't know that Navy sucked. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Watch they win now. We're going to hear it next I, week. I, I'm, I'm sticking with my, my midshipmen. They're going to take it there, some of you. Now, as for this game, King, I, uh, Iowa hey. State, Kansas, what do you got? Oh, on what? Iowa State, Kansas. Oh, Iowa State. I mean, this was not a even tough week. Mar- There's no real competitive games. Nobody in the top 25 is playing each other except Penn State and Ohio State. And I don't think you guys want me to put that on there, so. 
at that. Well, so. I, I mean, not even Les Miles picked Kansas, I don't think, did he? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, to me, the biggest the, the biggest upset of the week to me is that the fact that Chiefs are only 19 and a half point favorites over the Jets. I'd have made them 40. Oh my God! And the poll that I play in, they have you know the percentage of picks and everything. Like 95 percent picked you know San Francisco over Seattle. Five percent took Seattle. Something like that. The Jets in Kansas City is 100%. Another one is the Bucks 100%. and Giants on Monday night, too. That's going to be a massive. 1%. The Giants are 1%. <laughs> New York's doing well, you know? I mean, you, look at, you look at that, you know, the Chiefs and the Jets, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know what Patrick Mahomes, they put a play in for him this week. The only play they ran in practice was the kneel down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, this is so uh, sad. I'm reading about Lori Laughlin here. Oh, she's going to prison. Yeah, uh, you know, we're safe for now. Lori Laughlin's locked up. So. Yeah, yeah, that was the big. That was the big. No, I was telling Matt yeah. before we came on. I said, that, you know what? They should have made her buy get. Uh, some deserving kid a scholarship every year for 10 years. You know, sure, get something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Putting her in yeah. prison is stupid. I, you know, I you go understand to prison that. to keep society safe, you know. And it, make her do something worthwhile. But, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if that were the case, well, if, if the standard were keeping society safe, imagine what would have happened to the suit. All right, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> You got a game, Matt, tonight? I'll be having my game center from afar. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 